0: <laughs> ni Hao, fans of Shif Klasan, and welcome to day 10, the last day of coverage of the Beijing 2022 Paralympics on Keep the Flame Alive, the podcast for fans of the Olympics and Paralympics. I am your host, Jill Jarris, and through the plexiglass, I see my lovely co-host, Allison Brown. Alison Ni Hao, it is the
1: magical hour of activism! They are right here! hi
0: ladies
1: they were they were concerned that they were they were ruining what we were doing and we're so excited to see them tonight because tonight's our last night it's our last night in the media center it was our last events today i'm You've been very emotional today. I I have have not been. I've been kind of overwhelmed, I think, by all of it. So I think it'll hit me a couple days from now of this whole experience.
0: I know, but we got to the workroom much earlier than we usually do, and... (laughs) heard the vacuums and we were like run get the stuff set up because they are booking through this place they They are are done with us (laughs) they are going to well they're not done with you and me because we gave them pins and everything
1: (laughs) they were so happy to see us i think because they haven't seen us all week and we wanted to say goodbye i mean all day we've been saying goodbye to our our volunteers that we've worked with and the different people we've met so that's been it's been so much fun
0: it has it has it's i i Did a lot of crying. I I just, as I'm pulling stuff out of the bag to look for things, I found much more Kleenex, which is good. I thought I had like half a pack of Kleenex to get me through the ceremony. Thank goodness it was short.
1: It was a very quick ceremony. Not cold. My toes are fine. It was much warmer than it was for opening. We were getting a little chilly at the end, but a nice chilly. Like you should be cold when you're at an outdoor stadium at the end of March.
0: Yes. Yes. That is very true. And I got to say... I have three other lap blankets and a scarf, a big scarf that I used as a as a fort here. Did not bring any of those. Well, thankfully, me. the
1: swag bag we got tonight had another lap ba- blanket and a hat. So you had some uh, resources exactly. <laughs> available to you.
0: So, yeah, we, uh, we do have some action today before we get to all of the stuff we might have some announcements to get the train out to Jeannjico they might say this like every five they they get a little snippy after after a while it's pretty much like oh hey the train to Jeannjiku is leaving in in and uh, the, there's one train left to get these people back out to the mountains so they keep announcing please take your stuff and go to the bus and and those announcements will get closer and closer together as we get closer to the time.
1: Right, and these are live announcements. These aren't recorded. No. So the <laughs> the woman who's doing them gets more aggressive as the time for the train or the bus to the train gets closer and closer, like, take your belongs and get on the bus.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we sadly have to start with the feed beef.
1: Yeah, listener Meredith uh, says her mother only watches the broadcast. She doesn't have Peacock. She doesn't watch streaming, and she's run into a real problem over the past few days. Only seeing repeats of events where Team USA athletes medal, so she's not seeing any new events. She's not seeing the events where Team USA doesn't win a medal, and it's it's really frustrating. And I thought was funny was Olympic Channel is showing week old FIS World Cup races and replays of Olympic events under the banner "Return to Beijing." to which I say, we're still here. There are still events happening. NBC and various cable channels that you own. Right. Show the curling. Show the different hockey matches. They've been good sports. I mean,
0: you got right. good stuff here. Yeah, and that's, it's really frustrating, and we're sorry that this coverage kind of happens. I mean, it, it'll be amazing the return to stuff that you'll see on Olympic Channel in the near future and you can't see new events, you can't see anything that we don't do well in because I still don't understand why the powers that be don't think we want to watch anything that doesn't have an American athlete in it.
1: Good sports is good sports. I mean, they show football games in cities where it's not your team. You know, you have a Monday night game, you have a Sunday night game that they think is going to be of national interest. Why wouldn't we want to see the cold metal curling match?
0: Right, right. All the Premier League stuff, it's not even from our country.
1: On an up note, for the UK listeners who've been watching Channel 4, we have seen Ellie Robinson and Billy Monger uh, all over the place. Uh, we got to talk to Ellie Robinson a little bit because I've been very excited about her hats. They are both working incredibly, incredibly hard. We, of course, have not seen any of their covering, uh, coverage or reporting, but from what we're seeing of how hard they are working and how seriously they are taking this, I bet it is fantastic. And Ellie Robinson is gorgeous, and her hats are adorable. <laughs> and whatever she's coming across on TV, it, her charm
0: is not fake, not the lit book. It, we gave her a pin. <laughs> she wasn't quite sure what to do with you though. you <laughs> were very much fangirling her. It was very cute. and but I I mean it's great to see. The coverage that Channel Four has done and the work they've done to hire people with disabilities. I know NBC has hired a bunch of people with disabilities to co- to commentate on Paralympics. So, hopefully this trend continues, and hopefully we see people with disabilities commentating non-disabled sports as well. Agreed. All right, uh, last day. What officiating or volunteer job would you want to do?
1: So surprisingly, I do not want to be part of the closing ceremonies, though I did love the. I, I will. Spoiler alert, I loved the closing ceremonies tonight. But tonight was the gold medal hockey game. At the end, the USA won. Again, spoiler alert. (laughs) If you didn't see it, because you're in the United States and they don't show these things. Um, And of course, the players throw gloves and sticks and helmets all over the ice. These two poor volunteers had to go on the ice and collect all this stuff. (laughs) So this poor girl is teetering on the ice. She's just in her shoes, and she's got four helmets, some sticks, a few gloves. She put a glove on at one point to just kind of hold everything. So I was going to go out there and help her out.
0: I, I am surprised you don't want to be the carpet rollers, because we talked about, especially in the figure skating competitions, they ran stuff like clockwork. They did rehearsals of these medal ceremonies. And at the gold medal hockey match today, they had issues with laying that carpet correctly and unrolling it. So I they, he, were, they would- were
1: unrolling the carpet uh, for Andrew Parsons to present the medals and for Team China to come out because they were not uh, in their sleds. And they could not unroll this properly. It had been rolled up crooked and they were trying to realign it. It was a disaster, and I knew if I had gotten out there with the carpet rollers, I would have just been like, fine, let me do it. (laughs) Oh, must I do everything myself?
0: And that would lose your cult status as a minor internet celebrity podcaster. My fans
1: would be horrified that I wasn't, you know, standing there giving them autographs.
0: That is correct. And hugs, (laughs) and photos where I give the peace sign. (laughs) Um, I will keep it at hockey. Well, it could be hockey, it could be curling, because the they have an in-house um, entertainment person, and during breaks or intermissions, they come out and they talk to the audience kind of, and, and do fun games, and one of them is the freeze dance. <laughs> and so, they turn the camera on somebody, and they play music, and then at some point the music stops and you have to freeze. And First off, it's always a miracle. Because this is universal. It's always a miracle when somebody is looking at the jumbotron and realizes it's them and continues to look in the right direction at the camera, not up at the jumbotron. Then uh, you have these two silhouettes of guys dancing, and they're mostly, like, doing the bird kind of thing. They're waving their arms. And then uh, you've got this uh, freezing ice graphic that... uh, closes in on the person they need to freeze. And sometimes the, the audience member can freeze well, sometimes they can't, and sometimes they're super excited when they're on the Jumbotron. Uh, but the in-house announcer is like, dance and freeze. <laughs> and she continues to say other things that
1: we, of course, can't understand, but it's in Chinese, but so much of what she is saying is universal. Yes. So that we don't understand any of the words and we understand everything she's trying to do. And that's a a great (laughs) job. That's a lot of fun. She's really good. And gets to hang out with Shuey Ron-Rot. Because always during the second intermission, there's always a dance with Mm Shuey. And some graphic drumming. And yeah, she gets to talk to him a lot.
0: And by graphic drumming, (laughs) we mean...
1: There is a graphic of a drum and you have to pretend to be hitting the drum on the jumbotron. And occasionally Shui will do that with his head.
0: It's it's awesome. All right, we have the last medals got handed out today. Uh, First off, para-alpine skiing, the mountain won. Let me just say the mountain won.
1: The mountain has won Beijing 2022. (laughs) Top of the medal stand is the mountain.
0: We had the men's slalom competition today. Uh, for the standing uh, competition, gold went to Arthur Boucher from France. Silver went to Liang, Jing Li, Liang Jingyi from China, and bronze went to Adam Hall from New Zealand.
1: Go, silver ferns!
0: And uh, in this race, 26 finished, 18 did not. It was brutal. That was, but it wasn't as brutal as the sitting class, in which. 16 competitors finished, 23 did not, including Joran Kampstroyer from Netherlands, who in the 2019 World Championships, he swept gold in all five events. He could not finish this race.
1: Please take your belongings and get to the bus.
0: Attention, please. The train from Qinghe, Beijing, to Taizicheng, Zhangjiakou, will depart at 11:10 p.m. Media traveling from Beijing to Zhangjiakou, please go to TG bus station and be sure to take the TG shuttle bus before 10:30 p.m. Thank you. All right. So in the men's sitting slalom, gold went to Jesper Pedersen from Norway. This is his fifth medal of the games. He is the most successful para-alpine skier of these games. Silver went to Niels Langen from Netherlands, and bronze went to René Del Silvestro from Italy. And in the vision-impaired class, which most of them got down, Gold went to Giacomo Bertagnoli from Italy with guide Andrea Vervelli. Silver went to Johannes Eigner from Austria with guide Matteo Fleischmann, and bronze went to Miroslav Haraus from Slovakia with guide Mar- uh, Hus- Maros Husik. Another
1: Agner medal.
0: I know. They did so well, these games.
1: And Johannes was the flag bearer in the closing ceremonies for Austria.
0: Which was really nice. In pair cross-country skiing, we had relays today. We had the mixed relay, 4 by 25 kilometers. This race is one standing woman, one sitting woman, one standing man, and one sitting man. Gold went to USA, silver went to China, and bronze went to Canada.
1: Oksana Masters, 7 for 7, at these games, medaled in every competition that she participated in. She is the most decorated American cross-country skier. Paralympic or Olympic, male or female.
0: Wow. That is just, she is just incredible. And and considering that she just went to Tokyo seven months ago
1: and then had to switch to a completely different sport. I remember remember in Tokyo she was talking about one's a push, one's a pull. Mm -hmm. But her body still had to change. Her focus still had to change. She went from Tokyo to the snow tunnel and seemed
0: to have worked.
1: I may move into the snow tunnel.
0: Well, I hope she gets to take a nap now. She needs it. And
1: Canadian Colin Cameron, his biceps, got another medal. <laughs> I think he actually is now even pulling the short sleeves up
0: more. Oh, to look more jacked? To look more jacked.
1: <laughs> the Canadians had a lot of fun in this race. Natalie Wilkie got another medal. So they were really celebrating uh, that bronze.
0: Excellent. And then we had the open relay, 4 by 25 kilometers. Explain this race to me.
1: I don't really understand this race completely myself. Okay. okay. It is four segments. Somebody's got to race every segment. It can be sitting, it can be standing, it can be vision impaired. You can ki- it seems like you can have any combination of gender and class. Hmm. And for example, Canada had only two athletes racing it each did two segments so i am very confused by this open relay some had four athletes some had all men some had different combinations so this is something we got to look into much much more to understand how this setup is
0: okay yeah it's it, it that sounds like really strategy is involved there so Gold for this went to Ukraine, silver went to France, and bronze went to Norway. That means uh, Grigory Vovchinsky won Ukraine's first and last gold medals at these games. Nice way to bookend it for Ukraine. Tough. I mean, they did phenomenally well overall, but under such tough circumstances. I do
1: want to mention before we get off Ukraine, We had speculated concerning where they were going after the games. And yesterday in the press conference, we did not mention that specifically Andrew Parsons and Craig Spence both said, because the question was asked, what is happening to the Ukrainian athletes? And they said, for the Ukrainian safety, we are not saying we are supporting them. We are making sure that they are safe and cared for. And that's all we're going to say. So it's
0: good that the IPC is looking out for them and we wish them safe travels and I, I can't there's nothing to say that just what they have to go through and what they're going home to if they can go home so uh, you'll be in our thoughts and we'll do what we can to support you um, so in this race this was uh, Brian McKeever's from Canada his last opportunity to get the overall Best number of gold medals, or medals. Medals. Medals in the Paralympics. And Canada finished fourth, I believe. And they, as you said, they only had two athletes skiing two segments each. That does not seem like a good strategy. I don't
1: understand. Like I said, it could be because they had four athletes skiing the mixed. Mm, And didn't want to go back to back. Right. So that may have been, we've got more athletes who can do the mixed. We've got a better shot in that race. And then these athletes can just throw their hats into open and see what happens.
0: Okay, Yeah. We will look into this race and figure it out before Milan Cordino for sure. Let's take a quick break to talk about our red envelope campaign. Last day here, although the donate button will still be open for a little while because it's going to take us a little bit to get home, but it does cost a lot of money to produce this show we know how generous you have been in supporting us we've had a kickstarter campaign that got here we've got patrons from patreon who support us year round but we're coming up on another two and a half years until the next olympics and we'd like to be able to do more with this show so we need a little support to make that happen we're wrapping up our celebrations of the Lunar New Year here in Beijing. So we are asking for donations of at least $8 to help get us through to Paris. Eight is a lucky number here, symbolizing good fortune in China. So you, we hope that you will, if if you enjoyed the coverage of the week, if you enjoy the vacuuming, ladies, um, please consider supporting us. Uh, you can go to flamealifepod.com slash support to donate.
1: And thank you so much to everyone who has donated so far, who became Patreon patrons, and even everyone who's joined us as listeners. We have had so much fun.
0: Exactly. And if you can't support us financially, uh, uh, tell a friend about the show, or shout it out online for us, and help find more of our people, help find more of you to make this more fun. And you can't get too teary, because I may have found Kleenex, but that doesn't mean I know where it went. It's in my pile of stuff. <laughs> para isaki. All right. So para isaki, I want to go back and talk about Slovakia because they were the 7th place team. That was huge for them. They have uh, they, they don't have many players in the country because it's a the time commitment and the travel commitment is too much for most people. So it's really tough for them to get players. They said, you know, look, the USA picks 20 guys out of 100 to be on their team. We got to pick 14 out of 15. That's, what, that's the pool we have to work with. So um, getting to the Paralympics was a huge success for them in the first place. They did win a game against Italy, so they were thrilled. That game and all their games were broadcast live on TV in Slovakia. They've gotten some interest. They're getting requests for like interviews and come and speak to us and can we have some autographs. So that is awesome, and hopefully they'll be able to get more players and recruit more and have a better team over the next cycle.
1: And we saw the Slovakian players at all the games of the medal rounds and in in other games. So they were using this opportunity to learn Mm -hmm. a lot and talk to other players and talk to other coaches and just see a lot of great sled hockey. So fantastic to see the sport grow in more countries and develop more programs. Mm -hmm. That's the point.
0: Right, because as we talked about, there's a huge difference between first and second, and the rest of the playing field. And hopefully we can see some of that playing field rise more after the coverage that these games have gotten. Hopefully it's gotten more coverage in more places. I'm going to say it's a little louder in here right now. We have more people coming in. Um, But they're also breaking stuff down. So at the end of every row of tables, for the most part, are monitors. And they have pulled the Panasonic boxes out. And they are going to be breaking down these monitors. We're going to be losing our feed.
1: <laughs> Finish the show quick. They're
0: going to put us in a box if we sit here too long.
1: Okay, so gold medal game, USA beat Canada 5 nothing. This score does not reflect how close this actually felt.
0: Yeah, it, the, the first period was really close. There weren't a lot of shots on goal. It was a lot of back and forth. And then the U.S. started scoring.
1: And kept scoring. And kept going. Though the, shot, the shots on goal were 20 to 16,
0: which was very close, but it, it was like Canada just there's a, We had a higher percentage of shots going in. Five, five goals, and two of them came back to back. It was so quick. Canada just
1: couldn't get traction, couldn't get any momentum going. But this was a much different game than the first USA Canada game that shots on goal was 26 to nine.
0: Yeah, that was a real blowout.
1: And something that we noted was the level of play in this game was so much higher than anything we've seen previously in the tournament. So this sport needs to grow beyond USA and Canada. There needs to be a lot more development put into the European teams, the Asian teams, the seeds are there, like Slovakia, mm-hmm. like what we saw from China. And I'm hoping at least by 2030, maybe even a little by 2026, we'll see a little bit better competition in yeah, the lower rounds. So. Yeah,
0: I hope so. It'll be, hopefully that'll be good. Um, you have a note about the USA goalie?
1: Yes. So uh, Jen Lee became the uh, starting goalie this time around. He's been back up and uh, to the famous Steve Cash, apparently. And he actually matched a record of Steve Cash's. He did not allow a single goal the whole tournament. Wow. 33 shots on goal, perfect 100% save percentage. According to our Shukvastani, Taylor Lipset, who has done the announcing on NBC, he is only the second starter to ever do that in the Paralympics, Steve Cash in 2010 being the first.
0: Wow. That is really impressive. And yeah, USA just had a great tournament. They were, of course, thrilled to win gold, but it's a lot of hard work. So
1: Canada was devastated. We noted that on the during the medal ceremony. That was hard to watch because it reminded me very much of the American women in the hockey tournament because you've just lost the biggest game of your career, and now you get a medal. Mm-hmm. And you can't enjoy that medal. So we met actually uh, one of the Canadian photographers on the bus on the way back, and she was saying that she hopes that once they get home and they feel that Canadian love and respect and appreciation, they will appreciate that silver medal a a lot more.
0: I hope so as well. Gold went to USA, silver went to Canada, and bronze went to China.
1: Medal ceremony was happy and sad. You know, we said about Mm -hmm. the Canadians, of course, China winning the bronze, the crowd went nuts when they came back out. All the volunteers wanted to take pictures with them. They're big stars, Mm -hmm. which is great. The funniest moment for me was that USA is all lined up. They're doing the bronze medal over to the right, then they're doing the the silver medal to the left, and there's Jack Wallace trying to explain to the other players how they're gonna give the medals to one another. And you can see him miming this and and doing the actions like, dude, you turn to the player to your right and you put the medal on him. And the guys around him could not understand this. They were like, don't we put the medal on ourselves? And he's like, no, we're teammates. You put it on each other. It was really funny.
0: That is funny because I was busy watching China, which halfway through they switched from putting them on themselves to putting them on teammates. And, and that was the shift, and Andrew Parsons was giving out the medals here, and he was just a little confused because <laughs> he had to go. He went back to—he gave one, and the, the guy gave it to his teammate, and that was when Andrew Parsons was going back to get another tray of medals. Comes back, <laughs> and he's like, wait a second. I gave you your—I gave you— You have one and you don't. And then they had to kind of mime. No, no, no. Give it to me and I'll give it to him. And then he he figured it out.
1: (laughs) He lost his place in the line. It was really cute.
0: And did you know
1: this about the numbers?
0: You know, it makes sense to me.
1: So I never understood how they knew how to line up so that when they announce the names of the whole team as they're giving the medals, they're saying the correct name Mm -hmm. because they line up in their numbers on their jerseys order. How did I not notice this before? I feel so stupid.
0: See, and and special to anyone in roller derby, it's numerical order, not alphabetical order. Right. I'll tell it to you later, because then it will make your head explode, what I have to say, which is about how we number stuff in roller derby.
1: (laughs) So that was the last medal awarded of the day, and as we said, IPC President Andrew Parsons gave that medal and seemed very excited. To, to do that as well. 19 countries won medals at the mm-hmm. Paralympics. China topped the medal table with 61 medals, 18 gold. Ukraine was second on the medal table, 29 total. Did you just hear that? 61 to 29? That is huge. 11 gold. And Canada was third with 25 total and 8 gold. And we've had controversy in the past of how you count Mm-hmm. on the metal tables total versus gold mm-hmm. this doesn't change this Hopefully, top three good. is the top three so good. keep it simple
0: that's right it was hard saying goodbye to all the volunteers at hockey we've I grown sh-
1: very attached to those girls and then i
0: started crying and they were like don't cry and then they started giving me stuff so that i would stop crying <laughs> it was so funny but i got some good stuff <laughs> Thank you, volunteers. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to take their stuff. But it was just like, I'm sad. They've been so sweet and so nice. And they're always there and happy. And they want to talk to you. And it's fun. And you get to learn a little bit about China. And incredibly helpful. Yes.
1: Just when we need something, they are there. Mm -hmm. And I cannot say enough about these volunteers.
0: Right. And it was also fun at this one because, you know, in the beginning, everyone is pretty guarded. And they're, they're friendly and helpful. They're doing all the helpful stuff. But then it, you, you talk with them a little bit, and that's when you start getting, oh, yeah, Michael, the Czech guy, he's really cute. Because, again, they were like, is Michael coming? <laughs> <laughs> all the girls had a crush on Michael. It was oh, so sweet. It was sweet. It was sweet. So uh, then closing ceremony. We actually got there much earlier than I've ever been to a ceremony. So we saw some of the last rehearsing of the final number, which is very exciting. I started crying. (laughs) Didn't even, we didn't even need the show for me to start going. Uh, They had timpani. I was so excited that they were having drumming of some sort. Um, I will say I was, I liked it better in rehearsal. Well, that may have been just because
1: it was unexpected and exciting.
0: No, it was because the, music was louder than the drums you couldn't hear the power of those drums and that disappointed me because they were just phenomenal
1: i loved everything about this closing ceremony one of the things we complained about with the opening ceremony was the lack of a theme Mm -hmm. and this had that record theme and the idea being that you are recording memories and here are all the memories we're putting on the record and when they first played music When they first took out that giant needle, Mm -hmm. which was very exciting during rehearsals where suddenly we're sitting there and and you said to me, what's that giant contraption? And we're watching. And I jumped up and said, it's a record needle. They're doing a record theme. It sounded like music box music, Mm -hmm. which made me think, oh, everyone's grandmother has a music box. So it fed into that memory theme and all the callbacks to not only the opening ceremonies, but the drumming in 2008. I thought that was a connection as well. And I loved the symmetry of that. You had the ballroom dancers come back. You had the same children's choir come back. You had the combination of the disabled and the able-bodied dancers uh, dancing together. And I just, the, the theme of the passing of time, I thought had an incredible power to it and felt like a closing ceremony. The time has passed, we have recorded memories. And I also felt there was something distinctly Chinese about the way it was done, the choreography, the costuming, the drumming, which made me feel like it was the Beijing Paralympics closing ceremony, which is what I always want from both an opening ceremony and the closing ceremony. I want a ceremony that you can't get any place or any other time. And this felt like this is this particular moment in this particular place.
0: Yes, I would agree. That record theme was strong and it worked really well with the projection mapping. They could do a lot with it. And it was really great how they brought back so many elements of other bits of the opening ceremony and even the Olympics opening and closing. Like, we heard that Snowflake song for the fourth time. They got their money's worth out of that one. But it, it was really well done. The only thing I would have wanted was more.
1: It was very quick. We were not even there an hour for the actual program.
0: Right. right. They did not have the athletes march in. I didn't like that. I, I, I felt like... I don't want to say I'm sure... But I wouldn't be surprised if the thinking was, well, this will slow things down. And we want to get stuff out. It's still a little chilly. It'll be cool. We want to get the show going. And people have to get the bus to Jean Um
1: And on uh, the one hand, that's the most joyous moment for the athletes. But it's very boring for the spectator.
0: Right. And, but we got to see it for the Olympics. And the athletes stuck out there a little longer. But it's, it was really a bummer that the Paralympians also couldn't get that same kind of joy and celebrating on the sta- on the world stage. They celebrated in the world's seats.
1: But they were having a grand all time over there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But but the camera couldn't focus on them. So that was a bit of a bummer.
1: Um, Andrew Parson's speech all trite and forgettable, but in Andrew Parson's fashion, genuine.
0: Yes. It's always funny when he starts talking about passion, he gets passionate and he, he, he just gets that passion with him and the passion of the athletes and the Paralympic movement and in China. Thank you so much, China. And then then he goes back to and these games <laughs> will show the world <laughs> the power of sports. He did go
1: off script very, very briefly. Just one line when he was talking about the International Paralympic Committee staff. Oh. He added a line saying, I don't remember his exact words, but you are amazing, you are fantastic. Something Mm -hmm. to that effect, and that just added to it, which was lovely. And what was very funny, and we both laughed, was when he first started the speech, he made a point of accenting the word. People's Republic of China (laughs) almost making fun of his own mistake in the opening ceremonies having misspoken missing that word and I think that speaks so much to the Andrew Parsons we've seen this whole game Mm -hmm. very self-effacing recognizing his own humanity his own foibles but using all that passion for this Paralympic movement that he believes so strongly in and wants to see grow.
0: Speeches are speeches. This one was not very long. Neither was the organizing committee uh, presidents, but they were all very much, thank you so much. Basically, like, we did it. Oh my gosh, we we managed to pull this off. Everything was safe. Paralympic committee has done two games in seven months. Beijing pulled off a a big feat with these games, and we all need to take a breather.
1: So. I think we're all gonna nap for a right. couple months. Then they did the volunteer.
0: Yeah, they did the volunteer yous. thank you in video and video and they had the athletes commission new the two new members that had been elected, they came out and presented things to the volunteer representatives.
1: That was the that was the part of the ceremony that got me a little no. bit because we've gotten so attached to all these volunteers no, and they've been we joke about these kids, but they have worked incredibly hard and always with a smile on their faces and always waving at us and saying good morning and saying hello. And I think they're genuinely enjoying this experience, which makes it even more fun to work with them.
0: Exactly. And we know that they had to go through quarantine to get into the closed loop. They have to go to quarantine again to get out. So they've worked really hard and this has been kind of a a slog at times for them, but it's also been a really great opportunity and something. Exciting, and I hope that you know the several weeks that they've been here have been a lot of fun for them too.
1: Only down note of the ceremony:
0: Milano Cortina's presentation. Not good. Started off okay. The the singing of the national anthem. Beautiful. Um. The flag raising. Issues. (laughs) Yes. So what you did not see, because I think this turn, you know, they they focused on the singer, of course. Um. I missed that flag flick. I saw the the Chinese flag when they did the anthem. Uh, Saw that flick. Did very well with the flick. This flag flick.
1: There really wasn't much of a flag flick for the Italian flag, which then proceeded to get tangled in the pulley rope. So the Italian flag never got to blow. It got tangled up. But to their credit, they then turned off the flag fan so that both the Chinese flag and the Italian flag were laying limp because when the flag was on the Chinese flag, flag was continuing to blow and the Italian flag just one little part was sort of billowing out like a sail and it was struggling to be released from the rope so they just turned off the flag, didn't put the flags back on camera and just left it be and said we'll deal with this later. Milan did a video presentation, which looked like the kind of presentation that you put together when at nine o'clock at night, you remember you have an assignment due the next morning. There was no thought, no originality, not a lot of money invested in it.
0: No. I didn't even, I had to say, I did not even pay attention to it because it was like, oh, yeah, video, athletes, your, your typical Paralympians are inspirational athletes and that's all they can do. Be inspiring because they managed to get out of bed today. There was nothing
1: distinctly Italian. There was nothing about Milan. There was nothing about Cortina. It was
0: nothing. No. And where were those dancers? They made those dancers freeze at the Olympics doing that big dance, why couldn't they not bring them back? I was saying,
1: I I don't remember being disappointed by the Milan presentation. There was a lot to it at the Olympics. They couldn't even be bothered here. And there's so many of them here. They could have just put all those Milan people in the stadium and had them run around with Italian flags, and that would have been more exciting.
0: Definitely. It was really disappointing, like you say. And upsetting and not a good sign for what is to come. Very concerned about what
1: Milan is going to do with para. Not the Olympics, I think we will pull off the Olympics fine. But is this going to be the return to the Paralympics are a forgotten stepchild and stuff's not going to be compliant and accessible and we're just going to forget about it and run out of money.
0: Right. Not looking forward to that.
1: On an up note, these fireworks felt good.
0: They felt good. Still pretty short, but surprisingly longer than the first ones. So that was cool.
1: Did Beijing, the letters in fireworks? Mm -hmm. Did 2022 in fireworks? And I caught them this time. Oh, good. And that was very impressive. More pinks, uh, more spark, uh, not sparklers, fountains. Mm Mm-hmm. So I loved the fireworks this
0: time. They were much better, I would say. Nice note to go out on. Very original with the Beijing in the 2022. That was very very cool. And w- what we haven't talked about is the the end. Okay, so we had the the drum number this is at the the drums that we've been talking about. That was the big number at the end. So the big f- the, the snow flame went out and that's when they had the big number with the timpani and the I loved the so they were around a clock. The projection mapping was a clock thing. And the there were 13 timpanists with which signified the 13th Winter Paralympic Games. Then you had... Uh, and they were there was one in the center and then there were 12 around so that they were the hours of the clock. And then you had dancers at every minute. So it was like... And they called it seconds because they did one kind of revolution thing. And they did really cool falls and different... I really liked that. And that's when the projection mapping started going a little, not haywire, but it started getting fast and I kept, I couldn't figure out what to focus on. I really liked what the, those second dancers were doing and wanted to watch that. And the music got a little loud for me and I couldn't hear the drums as well as I could in the rehearsal. And then they brought out everyone else which was a melange of entertainment. So they brought
1: the dancers from earlier in the program with the very distinctive yellow costumes. They brought the ballroom dancers from the opening ceremonies. They came
0: out. And, and the ballroom dancers, one of them was in our hotel because he was waltzing in the parking lot this morning. I had to try not to just like go over and say, I will practice with you. <laughs> I, I went to Arthur Murray. Come on
1: that was fun to see him this morning and and we wished him luck and and applauded him I loved that number I felt like I could focus better than I could focus in the opening ceremonies
0: that's so interesting and I think because
1: it was what we were seeing was very much what I think the television audience was seeing I think it worked very well as both an in-house event and a television event we could really see those dancers performing we couldn't as much see the projection but we could sort of see the projection just from where we were sitting right because they give the press kind of (laughs) the low seats but I found it so cohesive and so complete and we're going to bring everybody back together for the big finale number
0: yes I agree with you in in some of this we'll get to where I don't agree but I would say that you didn't miss out by not having the projection mapping there. There were so many interesting things to look at, so much to watch, and you got enough of the light feel, and the the clock theme was great, and it looked really cool on TV. Not seeing it well in person didn't hamper my enjoyment of the whole thing. But then you, when you got the melange came in, the melange of entertainment, you had dancers with ribbons, who you just got so excited about that. I... I am a
1: sucker for dancers with ribbons.
0: They were in the front, front center for us. Then on one side were the break dancers, which I couldn't understand. You had the waltzers going around the clock in the middle. You had some other people, like many other groups around. And the ribbons and the break dancers were all I saw. And then the projection mapping started having like kind of sparkles or glitter, it looked like. Or flash, not flashes of light, but like squares of light that would spiral through and they were spiralling where these breakdancers were and the the light and the breakdancing just broke me.
1: (laughs) I felt like it was that overwhelming big finale moment of a Broadway show where we throw everything in the kitchen sink (laughs) out at you and we're gonna make you feel something. And I liked that for the closing ceremony. And again we talked about all the callbacks. The other thing I wanna mention is we have hated on this snow flame a lot but I think the way they extinguished it was beautiful because they dimmed the lights from outside in so you extinguish the edges and it dimmed and it went out and it was a very beautiful dramatic moment because we didn't have a cauldron we didn't have a giant flame but they used the snow lights in a really beautiful way to give that same effect
0: I would agree it was it was very nice it was very moving um, overall lovely ceremony. The one thing we did not talk about, you mentioned the performers with the arms, and by that we mean they were—they had these costumes with neon green arms, and they used the arms to make different shapes in their dance, and that was really
1: cool. And I think that translated both on screen and in person. It was mm-hmm. Im- differently impressive, but equally impressive.
0: Yeah, so really nice. Here. And I would say, I think The ceremonies were great because they were so cohesive and they really captured, they really nailed it with the theme. Good job, Beijing. Way to go out. (laughs) So yeah, that's it. We will pack up. We will, we're going to spend a day packing. We will be leaving the warm embrace of the closed loop. And having to say goodbye to all these lovely people. Yeah, that's gonna be sad. It's really gonna be sad, but. Don't start crying. No, I have to. I've been channeling my mantra. You get to go home. Do you want me to really make you cry? No! I'm so glad I got
1: to do this with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad I got to do this with you too. <laughs> not only have buzz adventures somebody else to talk toilet
1: <laughs> we have so many toilet stories that we have kept <laughs> off the show you think we've talked toilet on the show there's been a lot more going on we have so many things to tell all of you when we get home we're gonna do a whole show of all the stuff that we didn't even get to cover while we were here we've been writing notes everywhere at somewhere in the stack in our hotel room <laughs> are all these notes we've written ourselves <laughs> along with all of Jill's lap blankets.
0: Well, the nice thing, we have a collection of forts that we can bring to Paris. Yeah, because they
1: won't hand out lap blankets.
0: No, and they won't have plexiglass, hopefully knock on wood, that we won't have to deal with the the covid for the next game
1: and more importantly as i learned in the backseat of their taxis their ladies have very tiny tiny laps <laughs> the lap blankets wouldn't even be the size of a napkin for me oh, that's right that's right
0: having <laughs> it rough so uh well that's gonna do it that's wrapping up the show we would like to thank our executive producers our kickstarter executive producers stephanie Oberly and ben jackson
1: and for the last time, it's our last day with mascot Theo. And you can follow Theo's adventures on Instagram at Theodore Patton. Special thanks to Superfan Sarah for sharing Theo with us this week and for supporting our Kickstarter, thank- uh, Kickstarter campaign. And thanks to all of our mascots for Beijing 2022, Luna, Millie, Risa, and Theo.
0: And that will do it for these games. We are traveling home this week, but we will have a new episode on Thursday. Awesome. Film Club Fran will be with us uh, for our discussion of Eddie the Eagle. So watch it up if you want to follow along with that. So uh, we will see you then.
1: And you can keep celebrating the Olympics and Paralympics with us all year round on the show every week and on our Keep the Flame Alive Facebook group. It's the place to hang out with us and our uh, other listeners jill is on twitter i am on instagram both are at flame alive pod you can email us at flame at gmail.com or call or text us at 208-352-6348 that's 208 flame it
0: and saijan from beijing thank you so much for listening and until next time keep the flame alive